Hello, hello. Hi, Frank. Good morning. How are you today? So good. Good to see you. I know. It's been just a couple days. Yeah. It's Should been a hot minute. Have you gotten have... warm yet? <laughs> I know, right? Yes. So uh, in case people haven't been following on social media, um, Tiffany invited me and about 30 other amazing people to visit an orphanage in uh, Mexico. And um, so we just, we got to spend the last week down there with uh, some other amazing souls and um, just such an amazing experience. Um, so Tiff, do you wanna speak to, to that just for a minute? Yeah, it was so good. There's a, a great group, an organization called a Child's Hope Foundation, if you're curious or interested. And they're just doing legit goodness with their resources. And they support a couple of different orphanages in Mexico. And Andy and I went to one in what's called um, Guadalupe Valley. And it was just incredible. He and his daughter, Liza, came. And then, as he was saying, just different friends of ours. And our friend Ruby here that often joins in on Share Success. She was there with us, the Rubes, right? right. <laughs> we just had the best time. And so at the orphanage, we did various projects, right? Different groups doing tiling and painting. I have a great video of Andy Goddard, you guys. It's on my Facebook page. I uploaded it Monday night of him singing. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. But we put um, the song Annie, you know, the Annie song, It's a Hard Knocks Life, while he was just scrubbing down the shower. But we had a good time doing all kinds of projects. And then we played a lot with these cute kiddos. I spent most of my time holding babies, right? So, and man, I fell madly in love. It was a little bit, truthfully, I I don't know how everyone else feels about this, but I had a little bit of uh, just, you know, that emotional integration over the weekend where just different tears and mixed feelings. I know you really connected one with one little babe as well, one little Nino. So they're just a great group that's supporting children that live in an orphanage situation and helping to take care of them. And it was definitely humbling and conditions and Andy and Eliza and I, and a good friend, we all, you know, we all were just in different dorm rooms and we were in a dorm room. That's like pure concrete, basically on these bunk beds. And I mean, they have mattresses, so it was fine. And we had running water, thankfully, not a lot of heat and we got rained on a whole lot. Um, <laughs> So it's like we basically went, we did go camping in Mexico. I wore the same two hoodies the whole week and just would trade them out. So, but you guys, it was so good for the heart and so fun to go with a great group of people. And if you'd like to go on a future trip, they're fundraising. They have a fundraiser that kicks off on Friday is it, it costs about $63 a month to take care of a child in the orphanage between their food and their schooling and their caregiver salaries and which are pretty meager, right? I mean, it's just all perspective. And so they're wanting to do some fundraising to bring in more caregivers, right? Because like the room where the babies are at, there's like five little babes and then five toddlers. So like 10 children under the age of probably three. And there was like one, one mama, one caregiver woman in there. Then they had another one join later in the day, but seriously, it's like they could use some support. So if you feel drawn to it, it's an incredible group that we can both vouch for that is doing legit good stuff with their resources. But yeah, talk about a heart expander. I mean, that was so fun and like, oh, all the feels wrapped into one experience. 
bust your heart wide open. And I was, um, honestly, I was a little bit blown away by how happy um, these kids were. I mean, you know, we, we, we think of orphanage and we think of Annie, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, but these kids were just pure joy. And even, even the little, littlest ones, um, like hardly ever cried. Um, they pretty much feed themselves. I mean, they, they put out bowls of soup in front of the kids and little bibs and the kids just, they just take care of themselves so well. Um, it was so impressive. And, and, and the, yeah, the, the whole setup, um, there was so much to love, but one of the things I loved most was how they, um, they make it really accessible uh, for anyone. So um, most of doTERRA's humanitarian trips that I've been on were anywhere from two to $4,000 per person. This one was like 400, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a fraction of the cost. And you fly into San Diego, drive across the border. So it's not even, no, there's no COVID tests. Um, it was really fantastic. Um, so I don't know what your thoughts are, Tiff, but I think we should start brainstorming a, a doTERRA trip and, and invite this mm -hmm. crew and anybody, you know, on your teams that wants to come. Um, it's, it's really accessible, really affordable, and it just feels great. Yeah, I think I'd love that. I think we get a group together. How many of you would be interested in that? I'm just curious if you're here on Facebook in the comments, say that, or here in the chat box, at least to find out more information. It's an incredible group. It's so heartwarming. And to Andy's point, most humanitarian groups to get on a trip, you're at least at $2,000 and up, you know, to cover those types of things. They're charging, I think it's somewhere around like $400. Yeah. And that's it. And that covers, you know, your food and, you know, if you want to, of course, buy souvenirs, which I bought a few, you know, like some a cute poncho and cute <laughs> dress and shoes and things. But, you know, it's like your meals are, are included with that and you, you know, accommodations, that type of thing. You just have to either fly in and out of San Diego if you choose to fly or you could drive there. And then we meet up right at the border. There's a Walmart right before you cross over the border, the U.S. border to Mexico and drive in about an hour and a half south. But it's something that you guys, it's truly, you know, it, and that's one of the things is I think all of us are drawn to giving, but mm -hmm. it's knowing like, does this group actually, are the dollars you're investing hit the ground? Do they actually make it to the kids and to, you know, the paint and to the tile and to the electrical and, you know, all of those things. And they're just doing so much good. So if that's something of interest, um, we'd love to maybe create a conversation and maybe a separate zoom or something where, we could talk and explore and look at that. But I want to just plant that seed because again, yeah. it is a, a life-changing experience and and something that we had several, like Andy brought his, is Eliza 12 or 13? She's 13 now, yeah. Yeah, so he brought his 13-year-old daughter and then we had others there that were in there similar her age and up through teens. Great for your teenagers and and kids, you know, they come and jump right in and and get to see a very different perspective in a healthy, safe way, we were safe yeah. completely, but sure. in a way that they also, wow, talk about you come home and you're grateful for like so many things, but to be able to serve, it's a great way to teach your, your kids that too. You know, I'd say what, probably 10 and up would be yeah. good, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. And the benefit of, of this type, 
with doTERRA is you got to be a 14 year old or so you know Liza couldn't have gone if this were a, a, a doTERRA trip so just yeah. really really great perks about this the whole setup it's really accessible and to your point I mean half that group drove down you know yeah. they they didn't even have to pay for a flight so you can drive to San Diego for not very much yeah so I would like you to consider if you're going to join right now again this fundraiser Toyan asked about can we find the fundraiser on their page, childshopefoundation.org? I believe you can. Um, I'll also post something about it in my Instagram and Facebook stories. But if you're joining there, they have this fun fundraiser they're doing with like three different teams, the green team, the orange team, and the blue team. If you want, join the blue team. The blue team is a close friend of ours. And he's uh, he's someone, yeah, that's just near and dear to our hearts. And his team is the blue team. So if you want to, if you're going to offer donations, you put it through the blue team, just so we help this sweet friend of ours um, get to this goal. So yeah, Karen says, how do you not adopt? Well, let me just say, you know, uh, trust me, the thoughts have crossed my mind. They have, yeah, they have some pretty strong red tape. It takes, we met a woman that's living there on site. She's been a trip host for Child's Hope and She's a social worker, great woman, her and her husband, they moved there two years ago um, to help finalize an adoption of two children. And the adoption rules, and some of this is healthy. They've, you know, international adoption used to be just really, really easy to do. But with the rise of sex trafficking cases and, you know, in, you know, labor things and such like that, there's really some lot more legal processes in place where she's lived there for two years to, you know, prove Mexican residency as well. And, and being thoroughly, you know, checked out and so forth to help adopt these kiddos. So, but yes, trust me, Karen, there was a, a little boy, as Andy knows that I just fell madly in love with Yeah, and that I've still been thinking about. And so you're just kind of like, wow. So I guess we're going to go back. There is a trip that's heading up. They have trips you can see on their site throughout the year. Um, the next trip that our friend is leading, his name is Brett Bailey, is leading is in July. But we are talking about our own custom trip in August or, or excuse me, September or October. Yeah, look at those little nuggets. I, I can remember. Are we? Are, we're good to share, right? Yes. Just not names. That's right. Okay. Yeah, we just don't share names of children and an exact location just for protection purposes. Yeah. But look at that; those little nuggets so dang cute and eliza she had a favorite too that she just couldn't get enough of oh it was filled the soul fill the soul so sweet yeah great week and the cool thing too is like you know now we have this volunteer team and i knew about half the people on this trip were already existing friends and connections of mine and then we met like a whole other amazing group of people. It just obviously, you know, bonds you to a great group of people and you're having these fun experiences. And let's also truthfully, the, the food down there was amazing. Like I'm still, I have a hot crush on this restaurant down there, this Quesa Torta that, wow. And if some of you saw my Instagram story or Instagram post yesterday, uh, <laughs> I'm not used to drinking fully loaded uh, caffeinated beverages, not for any reason other than I just trip typically don't. And our trip host believes that a legit Mexican Coke a day helps keep any digestive issues away. I mean, you know, Mexican Coke or digestion, you know, or <laughs> both, 
Um, but we, I got so buzzed. It was so much fun. Sugar high, you know, Mexican Coke, they do it right down there, you guys. So, Hey, I'm just saying if you want to eat, you want to eat well. Yeah. We ate so well, the best freaking tacos we've had the whole time. Like this Valley, you know, they were explaining to us is, is basically the new Napa Valley of Mexico. So it's the, literally every restaurant we went to every every meal was just off the charts you know one yeah. of the breakfast places is top 10 in the world for breakfasts on foodie.com so yeah and the no. fun part is the drive in there you know i know but we did we ate it at, it's called la cocina de, de doña estella's and like gordon ramsay's been there there's like all these pictures it was nominated like top mm-hmm. 10 best breakfast places as andy was saying around the world and it's you have to get there by like eight o'clock. When we were driving out of there, there was a line of cars just waiting to park. To Two this is like in this like little, you got to weave yourself in there. It's pretty amazing. Um, Daryl's asking, he said, what stuff do you do there? I'm trained as a social worker. Awesome. And child therapist, when's your next trip? Um, there is a, there's several trips that you could, can find through on the page that you can join any of their trips that are up and coming. Our next our trip host next trip is in July, but we're looking at a group potentially in September or October. But what you do there is a variety of, you know, again, you're doing some projects from, you might be painting. Um, there was a big tile project. There was one group was doing some electrical support, but you, you know, you can pick where your strength is, right? You might say, I don't know how to do electrical stuff. Like I don't, but you could join the paint team or the tiling team and get in on a group and you're doing a project at that helps while the kids are in school, you know, they're in online learning down there as well. While they're in school from like about till about one o'clock. So in the mornings you are doing a project, you know, breakfast then a project for a few hours, then play with the kids. Um, and of course we tuck a great lunch in there too. So yeah, you can check them out online, childshopefoundation.org, their upcoming fundraiser, I think you could start pledging now, but I believe officially kicks off on Friday. And if you want to look at a future trip, definitely consider it. It was so, so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like seriously, I mean, I've had the privilege of going on lots of these humanitarian trips, uh, Guatemala, Haiti, uh, Kenya, Ghana, Bulgaria, and this one top of the list, you know? a third of the travel of any of the other places I've been to and the food, like seriously, it just makes it for me. I guess I'm just a foodie at heart, but it's totally makes it. So. Yeah. We're going to need to figure out, we talked about this already in Mexico. We need to figure out how to make those queso tortas that are like, Oh my gosh. Oh, out of this world. Tacos, tacos, tacos. And I, so what I posted on this, my Instagram page yesterday is this picture, this video of me dancing a little bit um, funny post, you know, lunch Coca-Cola experience and, and then a picture of this queso torta. But I just said this, like, I mean, we, I mean, truly like, I'm not gonna, you know, we're not gonna judge, but I'm gonna judge a little if I said this statement, again, this little pun that said, if you don't like tacos, you're nacho my type, you know, (laughs) so nerdy, but you guys think about it. Like, does anyone, do y'all love tacos? I mean, tacos is really like Mexican food is the food I can eat the very most. Like 
are we in the right group? Does this group like tacos because, and guacamole and avocados and oh my gosh, that carne asada. Anyway, we probably better focus on some coaching. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, oh goodness. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, so this is a big week. We got leadership. So um, we asked earlier who is coming to leadership and what are you most excited about? Um, We've got Julie says a big yes, exclamation point. Michelle Snyder, yes, from Washoe Valley. And uh, Jacqueline, also from Montana, watching live. So that's going to be a great event. And there's, you know, there's a lot to look forward to. I've, I've heard whisperings of some new product um, that will be announced, um, which is always fun. <clears throat> and just the community, right? The gathering. Um, lots of you are doing watch parties. Um, some of you are gathering with your teams. Um, and it's just, just a great time and, and an excuse to connect and, and and gather and and fuel that social need that we all have, right? And so um, we're excited. Um, And yeah, I mean, make sure that you're gonna be there, your your team is there, Uh, take great notes, take great pictures and and get the energy out there. Um, Everyone is looking for a cause to get behind and, and and a movement to be a part of and I can't think of a better way to fuel a movement than leadership. Um, it's just, it's where the people who are on this call gather to, you know, to refuel, to, to get all the new information, the new um, announcements. Um, so be there, don't miss a single second. Um, they've really got some great masterminding scheduled for this year. So um, it's not just, you know, one person on stage, it's, there's going to be content and then break for masterminding content, another break for masterminding. So, um, yeah, um, can't think of a better way to add fuel to your team and to your mom- momentum. It's just going to be great. I love that. Would you be willing, when is this and how do we connect? Because I was thinking leadership already happened or in Nashville. So it was scheduled to happen in Nashville, but because of COVID restrictions, they could only have 500 people there instead of 5,000. Oh, okay. So that turned into a diamond retreat. Got and it. They okay. Pushed, they pushed leadership to this, this live event this week. So you're right. It was scheduled to be earlier, uh, but it'll be Thursday, Friday. And what's cool is um, Silvers can invite um, some of their key elites and premieres. So this is the first time ever that I can remember that um, elites and premieres can attend. So it's just kind of throwing the doors wide open. And there's going to be a custom event on Saturday just for elites and premieres. So that goes from 11 to 1. Gotcha. Okay. So, Thank you for clarifying. Absolutely. How yeah. exciting. So how many of you are doing this? How many of you are going to do like a, a watch party or join in or tune in? So uh, Toyan asks if we're hosting a virtual watch party, um, we're actually hosting a live watch party. So um, I will look up that link and I will post it here. Um, I see some people on this call who are going to be 
attending that live with us. So we're super excited. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you could do a virtual watch party with your teams too. So it doesn't have to be live. I just love any excuse we can to, to gather in person. So, um, all right. Should we um, jump into some coaching? I think we should. All righty. Well, thank you. Huge thank you to Natalie for, for covering for us last week so we could go serve. Uh, but um, you guys know the drill. Raise your hand if you want to join us live. Um, you can do via video or just audio um, or post your question in the chat or comments. Yeah, I'd love to brainstorm some good stuff of like, what's up for everyone? Oh, you know what we didn't say today, Andy? What's that? It's happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's right. Where's my green? I'm, I'm not wearing any green. Oh, I just realized okay. that. But I have a green pen right here, if that counts for anything. But okay. um, I'm sure it probably doesn't. <laughs> hey, I've got a green business building guide. So that's there we go. Yeah, we're just going to have to, you know, utilize what we got and what we can. So, yeah, got to clip my pen to my blouse. I'll just put it right here. I'll just hold on to it. Um, but, yeah, if there's anything that's up for y'all, what, what's, what's percolating, right? What are you needing help with? Are you feeling invigorated and excited? Are you feeling a little bit stuck? Are you wanting help with some mentoring or some marketing? What are you feeling? We'd love to help serve and support you. Yeah. Jay says, I've got the red hair. So I think you're right. I think I'm, I've got to have Irish in there somewhere. So I think I'm covered, right? We're not the only one. Melinda forgot to wear green too. Meg's drinking her doTERRA greens. That counts. Andy just posted you your watch party link. So if you want to connect to that, feel free to do that. But yeah, I forgot to wear green today so far. We'll have to figure that out. So we've got lots of comments on Facebook. Um, lots of people who will be watching leadership. <clears throat> Some who are coming to our watch party. Um, super excited to connect. And um, yeah. And we're getting virtually pinched on Facebook too, Tiff. Okay. <laughs> Hey, I'll take it. That that's, you know, we gotta be accountable. That's right. Yeah. Okay, we've got one question that came through on Facebook. Uh, Tracy says, I've been, you know, less active in the business for a while. How can I relaunch with a new vigor and still seem genuine? What are your thoughts on that? So how to relaunch, like getting back engaged? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. I think that sometimes in life, I think this comes up a lot that we think that we need to maybe make this big announcement, right? And I, I think it's okay if you want to do that. But I also just think jumping in and getting in there, I know it may sound so simplistic. And I realize that a lot of this though, is this more of our my own mindset is like, we're feeling this sense of like, ooh, to her point, because she's bringing up reread, reword, re if you wouldn't mind restate that question, because what I'm sensing is her concern is how am I going to be perceived? Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> so it's basically, how can I relaunch with new vigor and still seem genuine? Yeah. Well, you are genuine. So I just think that it's about, hey, like there are seasons to things like we're coming out of winter here in Utah and moving into more and more spring and you're starting to see the new, you know, tulips and crocuses and daffodils are just barely starting to, you know, spring up and we're in a new season and life works like that. And so I think just knowing you are genuine, right. And that it's like, Hey, in this season, I want to plant and grow and nourish more cool run with it is sometimes we spend so much time. There's a quote and it's attributed, I believe to Socrates that says um, something of, I'll have to find it exactly, but rather than focus on changing the old, we focus on building the new is I just would lean in and I would just have that excitement and, and, and throw the reins off of that excitement versus like, Hey, is this going to seem genuine or, or how do I come about doing this is just, Hey, yeah, I'm invigorated and I'm ready to get after it. And, and I'm growing and making things happen and sharing that I think is really empowering. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Andy, what, what would you say for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I would, uh, so I, I posted that quote too. Um, I don't know if this is the same one you're thinking of. Yes. Secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. So good. Um, I totally agree with everything you said. Um, I would just drop into your heart and, and ask, what is it that you are truly, I mean, what is it that's calling you back to the business? What is it that you can be true to? Uh, clearly, something has reengaged your your interest, your desires, um, and just be true to that. You know, don't don't try to uh, pretend like you've been in this for ten years and and you're hundred percent in in every dimension of your life. You know, physical, social, um, financial, all the things. Just just be true to what's um, calling to you. You know, maybe. Maybe it's the social, maybe COVID has got you feeling really, really hungry for connection. And so just, you know, just be honest and speak to that. Say, Hey, I'm, I'm really excited to, to build a tribe and to reconnect with a tribe and doTERRA is, is my tribe. So that's, you know, just be true to what's, what's on your heart and what's up for you. Yeah. I love that. And I think can't all of us agree or feel that way is, various levels of, I've been in, or she's saying, I've been inactive for a while and Hey, cool. You were learning some different things. And now you're like, I've made a new decision and it's just choosing in to lean into that. But I love that is fighting, not fighting the old, but building the new is yeah. Run with that sweetheart. And if some, you know, someone asks and say, Hey, cool. It's good to see you back. Yeah. You know, or like, Hey, what shifted for you or what's up? Or you just seem to be, yeah, I just feel like I really had my vision, you know, reignited and I'm excited to see how I can help change more people's lives and loving what this has done for me and my family and so forth is I think we just get to lean into it I know sometimes in past calls and coaching people have said you know do I need to reach out to everyone and let them know and and tell them where I've been and what was up for me right like no you know it's like sometimes you've been some of you have been facing some major family stuff or you've been experiencing and whether you've been experiencing big stuff or not big stuff right? It's what matters is today is the only day that's real this moment, right? And moving in forward is we, none of us can actually go back to the past anyway. So 
I love this question. Cause I just think that mindset is like, you go girl, you're feeling it. You're feeling drawn in this season. You're called, you're feeling that excitement and that passion. And I just invite you to lean into it. And any of that, that's like, gosh, who do I, you know, is how other people feel or see some of your question, I feel like is a little bit of, you know, trying to read into perception of how people will perceive you or what's up for you. And I would just make peace with that and be like, you know what? my heart just generally, I want to serve more and grow my business and I'm ready to lean in. I love Toyan's comment um, that, uh, that you can look through your team and, and find ways that they can engage, right? So don't, don't feel like the burden of re-engagement is hundred percent on your shoulders, because if you're going to get to momentum, it's not going to be all you, it gets to be a team effort. So um, look for ways to, to get them engaged and get them involved, even if the, the thing you're asking them to do is a hard thing and it's going to stretch them. Getting, getting uncomfortable is critical. And so we, I, I think that too often we look for the ways to make the path easier for the next generation. And that's the surest way to not pass success down. So I love the quote that success is in succession. And so we don't win by making things, you know, 10% as hard as they were for us. We actually have to design some resistance and some, um, um, not trial, but like things have to be a little bit hard. There has to be some grit in order for there to be traction. And so I love that idea of, of getting getting the team on board. Um, so great way to re-engage. Yeah, good stuff. Really good stuff. We've got another question, uh, comment, I guess. Becky um, Rainey is on in, <clears throat> she's excited for leadership, but she's also in Diamond Club and feeling very stuck. So I would love to hear from anybody else. Who else, first of all, is in Diamond Club? And um, what are you finding is working to, to keep momentum, to keep um, excitement and, and to keep people um, engaged? Um, how are you feeling events? Um, so let's, uh, Julia is saying yes, feeling stuck as well. Um, who else is, is getting some traction? And, and getting some, finding find some stride in Diamond Club. Obviously Diamond Club in a COVID world is a little bit different game, uh, right? Um, it's without the physical gathering, um, it's definitely, it's a whole different ball game. So we can't lean on the, the success of, of the physical gathering. Um, so what are you doing? I, I know that overall people have a little bit of Zoom fatigue, right? Like we've, we're all a little bit Zoomed out after this past year. So what are you finding working to get people to online classes or or are you switching more to one-on-ones? Um, what are you finding is working? 
And I think, you know, some of it, I love Diamond Club is phenomenal in terms that it gives you a really focused target for a season, right? But it also, it's like, it's intense. It's like you're doing, you know, it's like 75 hard or some kind of massive fitness program where you're just really dialed in and focused on it. Um, and we are, it just depends where you live and the people that you're serving and connecting. It's much more that individualized of, you know, some people are very comfortable meeting and being in a group at this point, and some people are not, and you have to kind of feel into that and to ask those questions. And so I think a lot of you are probably doing the, you know, more one-on-ones, that type of thing. And whether again, you're meeting in person or on zoom is the need hasn't gone away, right? the need or, or, and desire for people to say, I want to be healthier. I want to be happier. I want more peace. I want better sleep, right? When you think about some of the dominant things to lead with is sleep, stress, and anxiety, right? Of course, digestive things as well as immunity, right? We also, we know green cleaning is a really popular topic as well as people having non-toxic support in their homes for their home and their body, And so these are not things that one bit have died down in interest. If anything, they've gone up, right? With this constant conversation that's in the world about wellness and health and viruses is there's an even greater, I think, opportunity that's here. It's just the way that we're sharing it and that we want to, in my sales training, we talk about in, you know, sell the destination, not the airplane, right? The airplane would be your products or would be the name doTERRA, which is phenomenal, but we want to focus on the change that you're providing. And you regularly want to speak about that, write about it, post about it. What's the outcome, the destination, the change that you're helping people. And we've just rattled off several, which is, gosh, we want to feel healthy and we want more peace. We want to build our immune system, our digestive stuff. How many people struggle with sleep? I know a lot of people do, right? Sleep and stress and anxiety, digestion, um, you know, again, immunity is a common conversation that we're having. And even though you might feel like, gosh, aren't people tired of hearing this? This sounds so basic. So on repeat, nope, is continuing to share that my loves in a way that you're focusing on the outcome is the desire for those things has not gone away. It's increased because there's been so much marketing around it in a lot of ways. So it's being conscious then of when you're reaching out and sharing and asking, and it might be more one-on-one. Yeah. Where people, you know, in terms of filling a live in-person class might be, you know, smaller or still a, ch- a more of a challenge at this time. There's some people that it's not, meaning there are plenty of people that still are, are ready to gather or feel comfortable gathering, but it's just asking people, whether it's your social posts or your emails and reaching out is like, Hey, I'd love to serve and support you. I'm just curious if these are any of the areas that are up for you or your family right now. And if you'd like more information, reach out to me, DM me, message me, respond, be happy to set up some time where we can help you with what you're wanting and what you're needing is continuing to share the message, right? And leading heavily again with the vision of possibility of change and health from natural plant-based resources that we're supporting our bodies, our hearts, our spirits, our, our homes with quality therapeutic grade you know, natural plant-based support tools called essential oils and supplements and things of that nature. And so Andy, anything you want to add to that? But I just feel like if even anything, I understand that in some ways there are unique challenges in this season, but it's the, the need hasn't gone away one bit or the desire hasn't diminished. 
if anything, I think because there's been so much conversation around some of these topics, we're seeing an even greater desire or attention to it. Totally, 100%. And, and we might need to be a little more patient in um, finding and discovering people's unmet needs. <clears throat> um, you know, 12 years ago, we used to put out a post on Facebook Hey, I'm doing a class on essential oils and whew, there was a swarm of people. Well, those, those days are done and gone. Like essential oils are not a new thing anymore. You know, you can buy them in Costco, you can buy them at the corner store. <clears throat> so we do need to get a little more um, curious. Um, and I love what somebody posted. Um, Rith posted that doing studies has helped our team keep some momentum we start and end the week long study with short zoom calls. So studies are really clear path. Like, Hey, if you have this problem, we're going to do a study to help you solve that problem. Right? Like a study isn't like a really vague thing. It's, it's a really specific, you know, we have solutions to this specific problems. And I, I love the clarity and the, the, the find, it's almost like a sampling program with a deadline, you know, like, Hey, we want you to try a sample and you have to try it by this date and tell us how it goes, which is all we really do. I mean, we, we give people oil experiences and, and then we follow up. And so studies are a great way to do that. Um, yes, we've got some amens coming through. Um, also, um, on Facebook, Becky saying she uses those same five classes, immunity, sleep, gut health, pain, and mood, and then follows up with a wellness consult. So I love it. Great questions. Um, somebody had a question earlier about, oh, here it is. Russ Molly is asking, I'm feeling I need more builder involvement or new builder recruitment is a priority too. Okay, so I'm really passionate about this topic because um, there's kind of this myth out there that all of your builders are going to come from your customer group. And while I know that that's sometimes the case. Um, I just want to put it out there that the best builders that Natalie and I have found, we found very intentionally. We were not out sampling. We were not out sharing um, products, you know, in a shotgun approach, <clears throat> hoping that one of those would become a leader down the road. As I, as we, uh, you know, I actually listed out everyone that we've recruited who's a qualifying leg for us. And so we've got 13 legs right now. And of those 13, 90% of them, we approached about the business. And so it was a straight up, you know, we are building this. We really admire and respect um, who you are and what you do. And there's nobody on earth we'd rather partner with than you. And so that was a straight up business conversation and most of those, uh, it was multiple conversations. It didn't just magically happen. 
you know, over a phone call. So, and, and, and these were existing relationships. Um, most of these didn't just come out of the blue. So I just wanna be really clear that I think one of the greatest um, keys to success in this business is attracting builders, not developing them, not wishing, not projecting, not, not hoping that customers will become builders, but actually like hardcore recruiting them. And if you think of yourself as like a business consultant, you know, let's say you were starting a, a, a huge company with millions of dollars of, of venture capital to do so. And your job was to, to recruit the very best talent to, to do the marketing, to do the sales. Like if, if that was your job, who would you find? Who would you go after? <clears throat> it wouldn't be customers. It wouldn't be people who just want to buy an LRP every month. It, it would be people who have big business goals and have massive commitment and capability in those domains. So I, um, I mean, this, this is the reason why Tiffany has, and I don't want to project on you, Tiff, but, but th this is why she's been so successful in training in the space of sales and recruiting, because this is a core skill. This is where the true leaders are formed is, is by mastering this skill. And um, there's a great book I actually have on the shelf right here called Selling the Invisible. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about casting a vision and getting people to engage in something that there are no guarantees. You cannot guarantee anyone's success in this business. You can show them the comp plan, you can show them what's possible, but you cannot promise anything. And so you're selling something that's completely abstract and something that's totally just a possibility. <clears throat> so those are just a couple of my thoughts on, on um, the, the value of, of recruiting builders as a unique activity, not as something, obviously we, we need to be following up with our customers, presenting them the opportunity, get, always inviting them to do the business, but there's a separate skill that I think we, we, don't, we don't give it as much credence as it deserves. And, and that's really the, the power of what, what Tiffany's programs have to offer. This is like straight up, how could I in, engage you in a, in a business activity you know, at a level of commitment that's really different from just you know, being a casual share. So there's my soapbox rant. Tiff, what are your thoughts on finding builders and, and engaging builder involvement? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think a lot of what you shared was really powerful. And I think the biggest takeaway there is your willingness, as you said, to have multiple conversations in the nourishing of those people growing into and choosing into. And I think sometimes when it comes to the business opportunity, again, most of us, I would say, your biggest challenge you're up against is your fear of how you're perceived and your fear of being seen as salesy and pushy or whatnot. And I get that. We all feel those feelings. 
but it's the willingness to proactively have those conversations is a massive influence to your success. Because a lot of times as humans, we're more reactive. We're willing to go there if someone wants to approach us, right? If someone wants to invite us to lunch or us on a date, so to speak, or they want to ask us about, you know, the business, then we're more than happy and thrilled to respond. But are we willing to proactively bring up and ask some of those questions, I think was a big takeaway from your share. Now your, your builders can come absolutely from your customer base, right? So Andy isn't saying that doesn't happen because a lot of them do come from being converted to the product and having an experience and they organically grow into that. But I think it's also okay to see if you have a customer that's on your team or someone that you're connected to and you see like, gosh, they've got some real skills or attributes of, you know, leadership and drive and they kind of make things happen in their life. Absolutely to approach them, you know, with also the business opportunity and and asking them if that's something they'd like to explore. Right. I don't think it's an, I just want to clarify. I don't think it's either or where it's like, oh, we're only talking business or we're only talking product or oils is both things can be happening simultaneously. It's just, I think the takeaway for me when Andy's sharing that is the awareness of like, am I leaning into and taking the opportunity to share and ask and, and be willing to go there, right. And to ask those questions and have those conversations. So great, great sharing there today, Andy, that's some great insight. Yeah. I love that question. And Finding builders, um, yeah, you just can't give that topic enough enough coverage. It's it's so so crucial, and it's it's the key to momentum. It's the key to time freedom. It's it's the key to you know everything this business has to offer. So, yeah, don't leave that one on the table. Yeah. And if that's something you know, if you want more support around, like Andy's talking about. I have a sales training course called Sales Summit Series. It's active right now, but you can purchase it anytime and you own the recordings and the workbook. We literally just did a session yesterday on this very thing of how to ask more and talk less, how to be a facilitator of change and how to have the conversations based on what you're asking, right? Is it's not that we tell and talk and convince and tap dance someone into being a builder. We ask really good intentional questions. People buy emotionally or enroll or choose in emotionally and they decide or justify it logically and that you have questions that help you do both. So if that's something you're interested in or want more information, you can reach out to me about. And it's just something that again, can serve and support you to have more confidence in, well, what do I ask? How do I ask it? How do I lead it? How do I navigate those conversations? But that way you don't have to feel like you're ever quote selling anything is you're just simply a facilitator of change. You're asking the questions that will help you know, people to make those decisions and to help them lean into that. We get so, it's so funny about sales and even myself at times that, you know, we can get so tweaked about them, right? Or about the conversations and, oh, how do I bring that up? And I don't want to be salesy. Or I don't want them to think this is the only reason I'm their friend is I'm just trying to, you know, in all the ways you have all this mindset chatter about sales and selling and enrollment and engagement. And I mean, enrollment means enrolling people to build with you too, is Mm-hmm. You know, it's in what you're asking, right? That makes such a difference. So anyway, great topic. Thank you for bringing that up. So we've got a question on, oh, so on that topic, Toyin is saying, do you share the business opportunity after every class? <clears throat> we do. Um, it's not a big portion. 
Uh, we might cover it in three to five minutes. It's, it's literally like, you know, the, the live, share, build conversation that's in all the guides. So um, I especially recommend the business building guide um, when it comes to how to set up that conversation, but it's, it's really short. It's basically, um, you know, obviously everybody should be using these products. So we're going to train you on how to create a wellness lifestyle. Uh, some of you are going to want to share and it's going to naturally flow for you to share these products with people that you love. Um, and then some of you are going to actually want to do what I do, which is teach and, and empower and, and train people on the oils and the business. So would love to support any of you with <clears throat> any of those interests. Um, it's really short, really sweet. Um, I saw a question come through on Facebook about convention. So um, what do we know about convention? The plan is to have a live uh, convention, um, but we know that lots of states have restrictions, lots of countries have travel restrictions. So doTERRA is planning on um, <clears throat> something live, but we know that it'll be smaller than usual. So instead of a 30,000 person event, it might be 10 or 15,000. So the last I heard was we'll probably do the main sessions in the uh, Vivint um, arena, and then we'll have product showcase and, uh, and breakouts maybe in the Salt Palace. So that's the word that I've heard. Um, I thought convention tickets were already on sale, but I could be wrong. So great question, Karen. Um, okay, on Facebook, Danette is asking, how do we approach um, that our compensation is so low compared to other MLMs? I would love to hear what that's based on. Yeah, that's not accurate. It's not. I've, I've compared um, lots and lots of um, um, compensation plans. In fact, two of our top leaders, uh, Rod Richardson and Seth Rizome, their past life was actually uh, training network marketers and they would even review compensation plans. And, um, and that's what sold him. Like Rod Richardson, he, he used to professionally go in and, and pick apart comp plans and say, well, this is good about that one, but here's the downside. And, and he saw our comp plan. He's like, man, there's, there's no problems here. There's, it's nothing but good. And it, here's the thing, a good compensation plan rewards good behavior. And that's what doTERRA's plan does so beautifully. It rewards true leadership. It rewards um, recruiting leaders who lead, you know, recruiting builders who build. Um, and so lots of other comp plans, um, like, well, we don't need to name names, but um, I was just meeting with one of our dear friends yesterday and their compensation plan has a huge waterfall effect, which means that the top, top leaders are crushing it and making six figures a month. And then there's this massive death valley in their compensation plan where the middle people aren't making anything. You know, they might be making a few hundred bucks a month and there's lots of those, but doTERRA's comp, comp plan is really evenly distributed. And so you've got people at all different levels making all different 
um, incomes based on actual performance. And so, um, yeah, do not be ashamed of our compensation plan. It's the best I've seen. It's the best I know of. And so, you know, don't, don't put your tail between your legs. Um, we have, uh, so Danette saying it's our 2%. Um, so I think you're talking about your front line. You only get 2% on your front line in Unilevel. That's actually fantastic because if you're serious and you're building this business, you're gonna build out a huge team and you'll only have a small number of people on your front line and a huge number of people on your seventh level. So think about it. If I, if I just look at my team, if I've got 13 people on my front line and I've got 20,000 people on my seventh level, which level do you think I'd rather make more on my, my front line or my seventh level? It's not hard. It's, it's my seventh level all day, every day. Most comp plans are the, are the inverse. And so you're making uh, maybe 7% on your seventh level and 2% on your seventh level or sorry, second or frontline. So most people, um, you make the most on the least number of people and the least on the most number of people. doTERRA is the exact opposite. And so guess what? When I have 20,000 people that I'm making 7% on every one of their purchases, what does that do to your check? What does that do to your incentive to help your leaders, you know, just grow massive, robust volume? It's a game changer. And, and I'm so, so grateful that the owners had the foresight to say, hey, this is going to make a big difference long term. Now, it might mean that in the first few months, you might make a few less dollars because those first few months, everyone's on your front two lines, right? Your, your two first two levels. But that's just the first two months. Like if, if, you're, got, if you're thinking long vision, long haul, long view, then it's your seventh and I mean, literally it's, it's the inverse. Levels three through seven, you're making a great percentage on. So I, you know, I'm really passionate about how good our comp plan is and we, we got nothing to be ashamed of. It's, it's so much better than anything else out there. Yeah, good, good, good stuff. Okay, I think we have time for one last question. Becky is asking, can you give me a great response on why when you enroll someone and they enroll in the first part of the month and then they want to order again before the end of the month, why does doTERRA not allow them to order on an LRP? So that's a, that's a great question. <clears throat> I would just say um, uh, the, the loyalty rewards program is really about setting up a lifestyle. And so if I order a small kit and then I think, oh heck, I, I wish I would have bought a bigger kit. doTERRA doesn't really think of that as locking in a lifestyle. They think of that as, oh, that's, you're, you're still working on your, your initial order. And so um, doTERRA is really committed to people's long-term health. And, and, and so what that looks like is what are you ordering on a monthly basis? And so I, I would just explain, hey, um, make sure that you're getting everything you want in month one, and then let's look at your lifestyle 
and, and what things make sense for, for months two, three, four, five, you know, I love these new wellness kits because they really help people plan out not one LRP, but at least three months of, of a lifestyle. So that's, that's what I would say. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that, Tiff. No, I think we're good. Okay. I love it. Uh, Cindy's asking if I made a graphic about, or sorry, Andrea, a graphic about our comp plan. Um, I mean, the build guide, you know, I, I made that graphic that shows um, the different ranks and the where the income comes from. You know, there's five ways to get paid in doTERRA and, and the, the middle spread of the build guide shows um, how you get paid. So that doesn't really compare other comp plans. Um, so I'm not quite sure what graphic you're talking about. Uh, Corey Lindley did a presentation at leadership several years ago, comparing uh, our comp plan with other companies. Um, he didn't put that out there. I think you, you could probably find it if you Google it, but you know, playing the comparison game just usually isn't that, isn't that useful. If people are in a company and, and they're loving it, you don't need to tear it down, but you know, if people do ask, that information is out there if you wanna use that. So, great, great stuff. Good stuff, great questions, you guys. Love it. All right, you guys have an incredible leadership kicks off on what day, Andy? Thursday uh, at noon. Awesome. You've got a great week in store. We love you. We cheer for you. Have a great experience participating in that. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us.